0: Marcus! Yo, Marcus!
1: Oh, what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching?
0: How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at, darkness?
1: Yeah, darkness.
0: The head went all the way
1: in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death Podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We are getting towards the end of Squid Game November here with episodes 7 and 8.
0: Episode 7 is called VIPs. So, you know, you figured we'll finally get to learn a little bit about what that's all about.
1: They've been talking about the VIPs now for a couple of episodes. I was interested to find out who these people were, who the hell Frontman was talking to on the phone.
0: It turns out they're fucking assholes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are. They show up about midway through the episode, but this this particular episode opens up right on Ali's dead body.
0: Fucking right away. Fuck you, Squid Game. Like, I, I hadn't watched the, this show since the last episode, which has probably been about four or five days. That's how it opens. It shows Ali's, you know, face with a big hole in it. I'm like, thanks. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like they they felt like they probably needed to show it since they didn't show his death on screen right and then after that it has uh our surviving contestants walking back in to lo and behold you know who laying on the fucking bed just having the time of her life
0: yeah fucking 212 man which uh yeah she's just there hanging out she's been hanging out this entire time
1: you know she's cocky as ever sitting on the bed like whoa you only hope you had a good time you know i've been i've been sitting here
0: the only thing I, i enjoy about this is the fact that she's her her wrath is fully centered on you know a face tattoo 101 and she's just pissing him the hell off. That's the only thing that I enjoyed about that whole thing. otherwise I, I just I couldn't fucking stand it. I hate both of them. Oh,
1: yeah she's out out to get him. We finally get back to the detective long storyline back in front man's office
0: frontman takes a phone call from someone someone's enjoying the game because uh, frontman's like well i'm glad you're you're doing that i'm glad you're enjoying that game he puts the phone down and he kind of stares at it for a second he pulls a gun out and starts basically speaking to the room he's like are you still here i I know you're here i put a receiver down a certain way and and that's not the way i found it
1: and it makes sense that like front man seems pretty meticulous about everything even in the way he walks and like he would definitely notice that the phone is different
0: yeah he seems the type of dude that would uh not leave anything anything out of uh, out of place so um yeah i I, yeah I, i buy that for sure
1: Cue a sequence where Frontman is sort of moving around his living quarters, trying to look for Detective Long, who he doesn't know is Detective Long yet, right?
0: Uh, right, he doesn't know yet.
1: He he will know. He will figure it out, but he doesn't know yet.
0: He actually, he finds out right here because, you know, the the squid dudes find a, a body uh, that was washed up on shore.
1: That's what takes him away from his search.
0: Right, that's the body that Twang, uh, Doctor Detective Huang threw over the side uh, on the ferry. And that's that's what washes up. And if you remember, that's you know the body that uh, Detective Wang put his ID uh, on.
1: And so while this is happening, we we do get some scenes of our contestants back in the bunkhouse, which has been cleaned now. By the way, you know for the first half of this series, like as things have been happening in the game, like the players don't get a change of clothes. We had that big fight. Like none of the blood stuffs cleaned up. All the bunks were on their sides and turned every which way. But when they get back from this marble game, uh, everything's been cleaned and everything looks nice and you know clean, sterile even.
0: They put some uh, some sleeping mats on the floor for them. Uh and there's about 17 of them left right now, right? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's it. The piggy the piggy bank's pretty full.
1: And one of our contestants who we've seen a couple times, but he hasn't really had a big part, number sixty-nine, tries to get a vote again to stop the games.
0: Yeah, he brings back, you know, class three. Is that what it was? Where he's like, hey, Yeah, you know, this is you know, he's freaking out. This is the guy that had the wife. He was the wife. He was partnered with his
1: wife. So he was just, you know, directly responsible for his wife getting killed.
0: And he, yeah, he's just crying. He's beside himself. And, you know, he wants that Democratic um, half and half vote, at least, uh, you know, to get this thing to get this thing called off. He wants this thing called off.
1: And nobody's having it, especially Song Wu, who walks over to him and, you know, is like screaming in his face. You know, he's got a point (laughs) like at this point. Why would you, why would you call this off If all these people have died? Like, are you calling off the vote? Are you calling off the games? Is that going to bring your wife back? It's like, no, it's not.
0: Right. At at this point, like, what's the point? Although again, you you get to see more of the the true Sangwoo being Sangwoo. 69 ends up hanging himself. He's hanging himself. And at at this point, the VIPs have arrived. (laughs) Man, they're wearing these gold plated animal masks.
1: And as the VIPs are arriving, you see frontman's boss. Uh, we assume it's his boss, who's another VIP because he's got sort of like a, a gold and uh, owl mask or something like that. But we don't see his face; we just see the back of his head. And he's not even going to join the VIPs for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, he goes off to a, a separate room. You're gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and imagine that that's the guy he was speaking to earlier in the episode. You know, it's like, are you yeah, enjoying? Are you, are you enjoying the show? or i'm glad you're enjoying the show whatever it is um so yeah this guy this guy goes off you know in his own little room and and all these masks like i said they're, they're animal masks so there's like a you know there's like an elk there's a jaguar the jaguar yeah specifically the jaguar you know we get to know him unfortunately
1: and they all speak english all the vip speak english it's i'm assuming they're of different nationalities there's an american one there's a chinese man I'm, I'm certain that the other ones are from different countries, but um, they all speak English. You know, I, this is the first time in this whole series that I've not completely enjoyed something that they've done or a choice they made. I don't know the the gold masks, or maybe it was the fact that the actors that they got to play these VIPs, just felt like they weren't very good and it felt very hokey.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, so, okay. So it's, it's, this is very this is very very a, uh eyes wide shut type situation uh these you know these dudes come out. they're primarily white dudes which i figured they were going to be you know just a bunch of asshole rich white dudes uh and then yeah the so hey i took your advice and i started watching uh with just korean subs or uh, yeah. english subs with korean you know original korean language uh so i got to listen to the you know, the, the English that was being spoken, and yeah, it's bad. It's real, real bad, and you know what? It's It, it kind of goes pretty much hand in hand. I've been watching, you know, Asian movies since I was a teenager, and it seems like whenever an English actor is uh, made to speak English in these uh, Asian movies, you know, be it Ch- a Chinese movie, Japanese movie, and now Korean movie, they always sound like shit. They always I, they just can't find good English actors to, to 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 fill these roles. And and this is exactly the case here. They, these guys are pretty shitty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it just it sort of ruined the effect for me. I could never take them seriously. The acting from these people were were pretty bad and really forced. And it felt like somebody trying to learn their lines, like watching themselves in the mirror.
0: Yeah, they're pretty much just like trying to be as douchey as possible. Just like, you know, just like snooty. They're like snooty to the point of uh, being a caricature.
1: I feel like if I was asked to be play one of the VIPs, this is what I would sound like. And I'm not a trained actor. And I feel like I I could do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be like uh uh-huh, I won't look at that guy. Isn't he just uh you know kind of an asshole for hanging himself there, isn't he? <laughs> isn't that right, Mr. Jaguar Mask? And then Jaguar's like, God damn that, you're right. I shouldn't have been on it's like that. It's not great.
1: <laughs> and, like big hand movements and like body
0: gestures, just over the top. Yeah, yeah. It's for a for a series that's been you know, really, really subtle with uh with you know with its with its messages and and, and you know. The way it's delivered, things these guys are—they stand out like a sore thumb, man. It's uh, it's right in your face. Like we get it.
1: <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really buy the gold masks either. I mean, I guess I, it, didn't, it, it, I didn't mind that. It, it made for a cool visual when they were walking up, but uh yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> like for instance, so the VIPs when they get there, they're like escorted to uh, a room where they could watch the game in person and it's it's really elaborate room and each vip person's got their own little area with their own attendants who are body painted like different animals or like jungle scenes by the way
0: yeah and it, it's mostly it seems like it's mostly women right and they're they're completely body painted but they're nude because you have like right. pasties over like nipples and stuff and they're you know they're they're like perfectly still it's very you know extravagant
1: What's well, so their uh, furniture? I, they're using it yeah, as yeah.
0: furniture. Yeah, yeah, they're they're <laughs> sitting on it. I wrote down, uh, VIP lounge looks very Roman Empire decadence. <laughs> yeah, I mean it,
1: it is. And the thing with the masks is, I'm looking at this and they're eating and they're drinking, and. Um, some of the masks are definitely like their mouth and their chin are open and you're like, yeah, you could definitely drink and eat. But some of them cover their whole face like they're eating. They're like, I see them chewing. Just, there's no way they're eating while keeping their masks on. So yeah. I, just, um,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't, I didn't like I don't the know. masks. <laughs> i don't have a big issue with the mask i kind of like the mask like that i could see like that would be kind of a cool costume for halloween you get like a nice suit and a big fucking gold animal mask and you're all set you can be a vip from a uh, squid game next halloween
1: <laughs> and so we sort of figure out why uh, it's important for contestants not to go away it's because they're there looks like all these vips are putting side bets on different people in the game the vips are sitting in this roman decadence room and uh, they are being introduced to the next game and uh some squid people some squid dudes come out and take the cloak or the cover off of a model and it's like a glass bridge it's like a bridge with some glass squares sort of like a tightrope
0: yeah and then there's a Like a like a pawn piece uh, with a number on it that represents that's going to represent each of our remaining well now sixteen players because you know number sixty nine killed themselves so now there's sixteen
1: so the VIPs are chilling out they're drinking they're eating they've got all the attendance um, and back at our contestants they tell them to go uh, into the next room to get ready for the game and they need to pick a bib with a number it's like a running bib like you might see somebody wearing a marathon and pick one with a number on it but they don't tell them what the numbers mean
0: most of them run right for the middle which uh you know the asshole vips are like oh there you go just you know being the uh, the herd mentality so the only things that are really left over are the uh, the outliers so you get you know like the one through through three and like the 13 through 16 numbers are left over
1: and the camera follows jiyun and he's sort of having this inner monologue like well, maybe I should be the first if I can do this or that, or like, but maybe I should be last, but maybe last would be bad. And as he's doing this in his head, like the other contestants are running up and getting stuff. And the only thing that's left is number one or number 16.
0: In my own head, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Do not be the first to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't know what this is. You dumb motherfucker,
0: which is be like, <laughs> it's so like him to do this. <laughs> so yeah, so he's standing in front of, of, of mannequin number one. He's going to pick the, the number one bib and uh and that's when 96 number 96 comes up who we haven't really seen before not even um, once. huh
1: not even once like he had no once. lines
0: yeah yeah so he comes up behind uh gu and yeah uh, he's like well you know let me you know maybe let me do it you know uh he, is he the he's a praying guy is, it, is this him no, this is just some guy we've never it's met just, before. Just some guy we never met before. Yeah, just you know, just let me do it, please. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to go. And uh, well, he's like, know? he's
1: like, I've spent my entire life following the pack. Just once, you know, let me take control of my own
0: destiny. Oh yeah, that's right. Which I actually, I, I was like, I kind of I was kind of touched by that. I'm like, okay, I, I mean, I get it. Like that's, uh, that's a good reason, I guess. Even though it's a yeah, fucking terrible a, choice.
1: He turns out he shouldn't have made that decision for this one.
0: Real bad. Real bad
1: choice. <laughs> so yeah, they are about to go out to the game, and uh, Ji Yun's got sixteen, so he's the last. Sang and the pickpocket are uh, fifteen and fourteen, or fourteen and fifteen. Uh, face tattoo and two twelve, or somewhere in the middle. And uh, they walk out, and they're on this platform. It looks like a circus. It looks like a big top circus, and they're looking at two rows. Of glass squares, and the glass squares are right next to each other for each one, and underneath is just like a huge drop off.
0: Yeah, it's the abyss. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's uh, you know, it's you know very evident that if you fall from this height, you're you're fucking toast.
1: So they've got to take turns going across this bridge, and for each uh, glass, two glass panes that they approach and they're right next to each other. One glass pane is tempered glass and can take the weight of up to two people. And then the other pane of glass is normal glass and cannot even hold one person. The numbers that they had to pick are the order in which that they have to go across the bridge.
0: Yeah, so 96, the one that wanted uh, to take control of his life and be the first one, well, he gets to go first. And uh, he takes one step
1: forward and... (laughs) (laughs) Yep, down he goes. Nope, dead. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's apparent now what the, how this game is going to work. It's, you know, the farther back you are, the more of an advantage you have because as people go through, you'll know which one is which, which one is safe to step on. And, you know, people have got to go through it and pick the right kind of glass. And um, it stays with our contestants for, like, the first couple and they're, they're going individually. And then um, after that, it it sort of moves on and people are, you know, like they're sort of streaming on in a line onto the glass panes.
0: Yeah. And people start dying real, real quick. Uh, after 96, number zero uh, two, player two dies, player 62 dies. They fall through. So, you know, they're making a little path for the guys behind them. Uh, player 21, which I knew, I again, this is not the guy that we've never seen before, but just, you know, 21 is my favorite number. I'm like, go 21. <laughs> nope. He dies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> praying guy. Uh, who we have seen before. He fucking loses it, and uh, he just makes a run for it. So he he makes it like halfway across this bridge before he hits the uh, a real glass pane, and he fucking crashes through it.
1: And then there's another guy behind him, and then face tattoos behind that guy. And uh, doesn't uh, face tattoo gets impatient with this guy that won't move, and he doesn't he throw him into a
0: glass pane. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think he like, he fucking pushes him forward. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So face tattoo and typical face tattoo uh form is yelling at the guy in front of him to go to make a decision and uh he won't go so he he like basically just throws him through one and is able to move forward and then this is where face tattoo sort of makes his stand
0: yeah and by the way before we get to one on one stand did, did it ever occur to you like man just run on the fucking rails like you know what i mean just yeah no
1: i thought about that too cuz these glass panes have two metal rails holding the glass panes up like they're They're propped up on these two panes on either side, these two metal rails. And that was my thought too. It's just like walk on the rails. But then I also thought like, I don't know, they wouldn't, wouldn't they, wouldn't they do something? Like, wouldn't this, like the squid, squid dude see that you were doing that and be ordered to like, I don't know, shoot you or do something different.
0: I'm sure they would. I just, I just would have wished that somebody had tried it just so we can see that, you know, contingency for that action. But uh, I'm sure you're right. But it looked
1: like it. you, you could have easily walked on one of these metal rails.
0: Yeah, because they seem to be about the width of a, uh, like, a railroad. Uh, yeah. You know, what do you call them? Rails? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it could have happened. It could have worked.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so 101, uh, he gets, he's a little over halfway now. Uh, this is Face
1: Tattoo.
0: Know, face Tattoo, right? Uh, and uh, he's he's got the re- remainder of the people behind him. There, there aren't many people left at this point. And the one behind him is uh, is number 212, right?
1: Yeah, 212's right behind him, and face tattoo turns around. He's basically like, "Uh, I'm not gonna fucking go. I'm gonna stay right here. If any of you guys want to go, go right ahead. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not doing it."
0: Yeah, which is what, uh, uh saying Wu said that that was gonna be you know the the one bad thing about being in the back is if someone does exactly this. Uh, and by the way, we forgot to mention, uh, they have a time limit as always. So yeah, I got sixteen running... minutes time's running out i think at this point they're down to about five minutes uh at, at this point if you want to leave uh one-on-one standoff right there we, we go back to the vips for a minute and we go back to mr uh gold panther mask being real real uh rapey with uh with his waiter uh <coughs> who happens to be detective Huang in disguise yeah
1: so detective Wong has made it uh in he's uh, dude detective Wong is a wily wily motherfucker dude he he is he is one step ahead of everybody at every time. Just when you know, I thought he was going to get caught because they knew exactly who I was. Um, yeah, he finds one of the waiters uh, and takes his uniform. Like, yeah, you go, Detective Juan, you're on top of this shit.
0: Yeah, he pulls. He pulls another. You know, beat up the guy and take his <laughs> costume trick. <laughs> and, uh, becomes- and so
1: now he's got. Now he's got like a full black suit, like server's like suit uh and pants and they're wearing he's wearing like a black mask that almost looks like a like a leaf you might find in the amazon rainforest but it's all black
0: yeah it's almost like it's melting onto his head it was it's a cool visual and uh and and gold gold panther mask guy so now he goes like i'm gonna take this waiter in the back and uh you know i'm gonna (laughs) you know have some have some fun with this guy and the other vips are like yeah bon appetit do
1: whatever you want because detective wong had been sort of standing there off to the side and he's using his phone to it's in his shirt sleeve and he's like videotaping things and the reason he's got this attention on him is because mr uh gold panther man asked for a refill on his drink and he wasn't quick with it then panther man originally said you know you come sit by me uh you can refill my drink whenever i want it and uh he demands that he takes off his mask because he wants to see his face
0: which, you know, at this point Detective Huang's been undercover in this uh crazy ass island for, for long enough. He knows, you know, you can't take your mask off.
1: Well, no, and frontman knows who who he is at this point because they found the ID.
0: That's right. Well, he knows that uh he's he's on the island, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So he, if he took good. off
1: his mask, he would see who it was immediately. And right. and Panther Man is uh is uh insisting like not like not even insisting demanding that he take his mask off and show his pretty face or whatever it is yeah he has some pretty
0: eyes he says
1: yeah so that's when detective juan suggests to him it's like i can't take off my mask here i'm not allowed to but if we go back into the back you know i can make it worth your while type thing
0: right right wink wink nod nod uh and they do they go back to the uh the the green room or whatever they call it the vip room right does that's uh
1: yeah like maybe it's even maybe it's even it looked like there was a bed and stuff there so it might have been even his personal room
0: yeah it could have been and at at this point we uh uh we go back to uh to 101 standoff
1: yep he's still standing there and still refusing to go and they're yelling at him to go and
0: 212 is right behind him fucking calling him a pussy
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, this is going to mind but it's He's not moving, he's still not gonna move. So eventually 212 jumps onto the glass plane with him. Or she says, like she says, I'll go.
0: Yeah, right? I'll go first. Like yeah, I'll, I'll go. go. Yeah, I'll go in front of you. Just let me go past.
1: And he's like, Are you, you're serious? She's like, Yeah, of course. And so she jumps on with them and then she puts him in a like vice grip around his waist.
0: Man, the, the crazy comes out that I fucking always knew was there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh she fucking just takes him down with her she just swan dives into the next uh you know pane of glass or breaking that one for the for the people behind them and they both fucking you know just go down and then they both die it's it's amazing it's my favorite part of this episode
1: yep and that's it there they are
0: yeah fuck those guys cut,
1: (laughs) cut back to detective wong and jaguar man detective wong does get his mask off and uh panther man says something like uh you know you have five minutes to satisfy me and it'll change your life something like that
0: and then detective wang uh he doesn't he pull his gun out
1: no he grabs him by the balls dude he
0: grabs him with the balls that's right he grabs his junk and just uh subdues him it takes Um, a
1: couple pictures of him like records him, and Uh, knocks him out because they do ask front man asks later on if he's if he's fine he says yeah he's just unconscious after huang takes out panther man he feels like he's got enough he's got his videotape he's got some pictures he makes a beeline for that uh ladder that goes down to the water and he takes some of the diving equipment and he leaves
0: oh that's right and frontman at this point (laughs) because no one's heard from gold jaguar mask for you know a little bit so he goes to investigate, right? Yep. And then he he goes in there he sees a uh, Jaguar mask cuz you know he dude is like naked and passed out on the floor and he takes a look in the hatch and he him and uh Kwang but you know like they lock eyes before Kwang runs off.
1: Right. And then he tells his squid dude Lackey's to you know like let's get in the boat we can go get him out in the water. You know we'll cut back we can finish the game now. Uh face tattoo and 212 have fallen through you've got a few people back and they make it forward and then they, we get another character who's like this older guy who's at the front
0: yeah he's uh i didn't catch his oh number 13 i think yeah i didn't his catch his
1: number he's just one of these it's just another character we haven't really seen or heard from yeah
0: it, and so he's a, he's a well he's a glass expert as it turns out he used to work at a like a glass factory so he can kind of tell what uh tempered glass uh versus what a regular pane of glass looks like based on how the light hits it
1: yeah so he's looking for the refraction of the light and he said the other way you can hear it is also um you know it makes a different sound when you hit it with something like when you hit it with a little hammer and so So, he moves him through pretty quickly
0: yeah almost to the very end like they're like right there they got like what like two panes to go right there yeah
1: a couple well even you know he's got actually i think it's just one because that's when uh some of the vip characters are like oh He's uh I think he's looking for something. He's like looking at the lights on the glass or something. Does this guy know what it is? And they look it up. He's like, Oh yeah, he's a factory. He worked in a glass factory for 30 years. And one of the yeah. VIPs is like, well, that's not any fun. And so they turn the lights down. So he can't see.
0: Yeah, frontman turns the lights almost almost totally off. At, at this point, there's only four people left in the whole game, right? It's 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 glass expert guy. Sang uh, Wu. Sang, Sang Wu. Uh, pocket. 60- 67 pig pocket and uh and
1: four five six. Yeah. So then they ask, so then this guy says, like, I can't see, I can't see the light anymore. There's not enough light. I can't see. Does anybody have anything to hit the glass with?
0: And uh NGU and G-Yoon, he's 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 saved the you know the the one marble from you know heartbreakingly from the uh the marble game that he played with uh with player one.
1: And he passes it forward and the glass expert guy throws it on one pane of glass and he's like now i gotta hear the other one
0: and, and no one else has got anything else to throw no nope. nothing and there's one there's like at this point there's one minute left and and, and is saying Wu is right behind the glass guy and
1: he's he's uh, had enough he gets impatient
0: all of a sudden you see, because the glass guy is like, he's like way down low. He's trying to figure it out. And then you you kind of see out of focus that someone has jumped onto his pane of glass. You know, you got to, you figure it's it's saying woo. And of course it is. And this fucking motherfucker, uh, he, he fucking grabs glass guy and just tosses him onto the next pane of glass, which happens to be a, a breakable one. And then he kills him. And so Pickpocket
1: runs across, June runs across, timer goes up, and spectacularly, all the remaining gas glass panels uh, in slow motion just explode. Yeah, they
0: detonate them. They detonate yeah. them. It's like this this crazy, like uh, Michael Bay ish shot where like fucking shards of glass just go flying in slow motion and they, they cut the shit out of our remaining three players
1: yeah like Sang uh, saying wounds and get cut in their cheek and then luke tell them what happens to pickpocket which will take us directly into our next episode
0: well six seven she gets this look on her face like she's like panicking we're not really sure because they don't show us what happened and it turns out she got injured because of this really really badly
1: yeah there's a giant like shard of glass stuck in her stomach like just above her hip
0: which man that's some bullshit dude she fucking made it and then goddamn front man detonated the thing and now she's you know it's even just from what we see later it looks like a fucking you know uh, like a death blow
1: oh yeah no it's bad and we're we're in episode 8 now called front man
0: yeah and this is the shortest s- episode
1: yeah we can see that she's hurt the the show has still not shown us like the extent of her injuries but she's barely walking she's real pale um and you eventually do see her in the bathroom when she pulls the shard of glass out of your hip. and you know, It's bad. Like, she's not going to survive that.
0: Yeah, she's pulling it out right around where her spleen is. It's this is a long, jagged piece of glass. And there's just blood everywhere. And she's, yeah, she's sweaty and pale and doesn't look good.
1: No, and so at this point, you already have to consider that she's dead. There's no way she survives this. Even if she were happened to survive to the next game, she's not going to survive the game
0: the chances you figure at this point are pretty slim and
1: so there's two main things that happen in this episode and again they the, these things happen at the same time we'll go through each of them separately there's a section with the contestants with pickpocket jiyun and Woo, and then there's the part with detective huang trying to get away from the facility and i think it's probably better if we started with detective Huang.
0: yeah i agree so he he, he he steals one of these uh, uh submersible uh little you know self-propelling engine things that helps them go through these these caves. And, you know he gets away and you know he's on the gets out in the ocean, but you know he doesn't have anywhere to go. So the only place he has left to go is to go back on the island.
1: So he makes it out there and he's he's takes out his phone. And he's trying to find signal. There's no signal. So he runs up like this island has got like a mountain on it. So he's going to run to the top of this thing to try to get better signal.
0: And uh, yeah, well, he's trying to get the signal. Uh, Frontman's out there with a bunch of squid guys. And they they notice him and the chase is on.
1: Detective Wong is able to get up partway up this mountain. And he does happen to call his chief. And he's like yelling at his chief. And she's like, where the hell were you, man? You've
0: been gone for days. Yeah. And he's he's trying to he's trying to tell him where he is and it's yeah, man it's like a super stressful scene cuz you're like oh fuck he's not going to get this information out cuz the fucking phone's breaking up and it doesn't sound like he got his message out so he's like i'm just going to text it to you and then he's trying to text all these uh things all the notes that he's been taking all the pictures and none of that shit seems to be going th- yeah and they uh they keep chasing him and and they get to the point where he's you know they got his back up against the cliff and you know frontman and and detective wang finally come face to face and earlier in this
1: episode, or the previous episode, I can't remember when he says it, but uh, Frontman tells all the squid dudes that he wants Detective Wong hol- alive. He wants him alive. Like, don't kill him.
0: Which is interesting.
1: And uh, so we're here on this, you know, this, this uh, standoff where Detective Wong's on the edge of a cliff. The water's behind him, a cliff with water. And Frontman's in front of him. And Detective Wong pulls out his pistol and he's holding it. And then Frontman says some stuff about how, you know, like police issue weapon, you know, you're required to have something and, you know, like uh, not have a round in the chamber, something like that. And I wrote down in my notes, it's like, oh, front man knows police shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's very familiar with uh, how, uh, well, Korean police procedure seems to be like.
1: Detective Wong, uh, he pulls the trigger and he shoots front man like in the shoulder.
0: Yep. And then uh, he still, that's the, that's the last. It's the last bullet. He's out. Of, he's out of round. The, the squid guys are about to to, to blow Detective Wang away, but uh, the frontman holds his hand up and walks
1: forward, and pulls out his own gun.
0: Yeah, and at this point, I'm like, "Well, fuck. This is the end of Detective Wang." He pulls so this whole front man pulls his own gun out, and uh, he's got a pointer at Detective Wang, and and you know, I just figured that's the end of Detective Wang. He just he's fucking toast. And then he uh, he takes his mask off, his hooded mask off, which uh, you know is fucking shocking because that was his number one rule, right? Don't don't take your mask off. And that's it's his brother, right? That's his fucking brother.
1: It's Detective Wong's brother who's been looking for
0: the whole He's time. Which, which at the beginning of this episode, I, I didn't mention it, but I'm like, man. I made a note like, dude, what a front man is Dr. Fuang's brother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's exactly uh, exactly what happens.
1: Yeah. And... Detective Wong looks at him and says and says his name. And yep. they just sort of look at each other. His brother oh, shoots him in the shoulder, just like he got shot. And detective okay. Wong like falls off the cliff and you hear a splash.
0: Which makes me think he's not dead because we did not see a body or a death. So I'm going to go ahead. But I was
1: just about to say, this show, this show has always shown you when somebody's dead. And when right. they have not shown you, that person's come back.
0: Yeah, I, I can almost guarantee you Wang's not dead. But uh, I guess we'll, we hopefully will find out on the last episode.
1: Yeah, because it um, that part of the story, the episode ends with front man putting his mask back on. So I don't think any of the I think he, he kept himself from being seen by the squid dudes. Right, right, yeah
0: he had his back to him the whole time when that was going oh, on.
1: no, there is one more thing front man they do show front man at the end of the episode back in his uh in his living quarters, like trying to clean his wound, and it like his mask is off, and it camera comes down on his face, and you can tell you can tell he's having a hard time with this because he thinks he's killed his brother, and he might have who knows right, I
0: mean, yeah, it could be,
1: so let's finish up with uh Gion uh our pickpocket, which is uh and uh our pickpocket and sangwu
0: They're uh they're treated to a to a fancy dinner. Uh they get uh they get brand new digs. They uh it's kind of funny because they get like tuxedos, uh, you know, complete what? with bow ties, but they still have their numbers on them.
1: Yeah, their numbers <laughs> are still on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh they're sitting at this, you know, this triangle shaped table, which is a very, very cool visual. It's almost like they predicted there would only be <clears> three left at the end, as the as the yeah, the blue Danube plays by Johann Strauss. Uh, and they get a a real awesome a meal for once, you know. That is, you know, long long are the the days of you know just corn and and you know hard boiled eggs. They get like steak and wine, and you know they they consume all that shit super hungrily as anybody would at their point. At that point,
1: they uh, they finish their dinner in '67. The pickpocket is in, in rough shape. She's not she's not really eaten. You know, again, she's she looks she looks on death's doorstep
0: yeah she looks like she's fucking dying um she barely touches her meal uh they take their plates and then silverware away except they leave everybody one knife very sharp knife
1: and they all take it and then they go back to their beds for the night
0: pretty empty bunkhouse at this point the three of them left they're pretty much uh on opposite i don't know not corners but they're kind of like a triangle in and of themselves they're just pretty much as far away from each other as they can and the uh the you know the big old you know piggy bank which now has 45.3 billion one in it uh staring down on them and uh 456 player 456 giun uh, makes his way over to uh to player six, seven sibiok right to, to to have a little talk and at first she's like you know she she flinches like what the fuck you know get get away
1: you know, he says, "I'm not, you know, I'm not here to kill you. I want to talk
0: about Sung-woo because we should fucking kill him because he's he's a loose cannon." gi is is definitely, uh, uh, you know, he's he's a he's a different person than what he was at the beginning of the game, and he he takes the initiative to to make an alliance with her.
1: It's a pretty touching scene. They're talking about each
0: other's families. They make a promise that, uh, you know, if if either of them makes it, they could just take care of the other person's family. You know, if they could they just promise each other that.
1: And as they're making this promise and they're talking about it, June notices that Sang Wu is falling asleep because he's been holding his knife in his hand and it falls out of his hand. And June's like, "This is it. Let's go fucking kill him. He's asleep."
0: Right. Yeah. He gets up. He's he's getting ready to go over there and uh, and finish this thing off. And then he notices uh, Sebyeok as uh, she's he noticed how how severe her injury is.
1: Well, she stops him first before she he notices that. Oh, she stops yeah. Him she's, she's like, that's says, not who
0: you are." Yeah, see, yeah. don't do this. It's
1: not. This is not what you are. It's not who you are. And right. then, and then she like she like passes out, and he right. notices. He sees all the blood around her
0: hip and around her stomach area. So he runs over to the the main entrance. He starts pounding on the doors, like you guys, you need a doctor. Someone's you know really really hurt. Like that would fucking work at this point, you know. Like I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like no one's gonna fucking help
1: you. Yeah. He's like, how is this gonna look for your game? You know, it's not right. good
0: for your game. And then uh, the doors open, and you're like, oh, are they gonna? help her out
1: nope they've and, got one of the present caskets in their hand and i just figured she, she just died
0: but like right
1: yeah she's dead like you know her, like from she her, bled out from her yeah, i figured that too
0: but no fucking camera pans over uh sangwoo wasn't asleep after all he's standing over her body he fucking slid her throat while uh and was pounding on the door dumb motherfucker they,
1: like it goes into one of those slow motion things again and giyoon and sangwoo are staring at each other <laughs> like he was like, "Fuck this shit!" and like rushes at him with the knife. Yeah, but before he gets there, he just gets fucking rifle butted to the
0: face. Yeah, the the squid dudes aren't having any of that because they they need two people for this last game.
1: They they take her away and getting ready for the last episode. And and you know, just like we had predicted at the beginning of the show, that like the last game was gonna be the Squid Game. I'm not confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure that last game is gonna be a, the Squid
0: Game. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it will be as well. Yeah, man, it was such a fucking bummer because it's like uh, you know, we we knew at this point who who saying Wu was. Uh but this is the first time he he straight up murdered somebody. Yep. And uh man, seeing uh uh Sabiak, Se-byeok, seeing Sabiak's body get put into the uh the present coffin and, and you know, then taken to the um the, the incinerator and then you know, Fly Me to the Moon is playing and I'm like, "Man, it's uh it, it's it hurts. It's a it's a tough one. It's uh this show does a, a real good job making you care about its characters. There aren't a lot to care for, but the, the ones that are there, you care for a lot.
1: So, yeah, another good couple episodes. The front man episode, I like better than episode seven. I know the VIP stuff was a little bit too cheesy for me, but I'm sure it'll get explained. Um, but otherwise, pretty entertaining still.
0: Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed both episodes. Yeah, the, the VIPs were a little over the top for a show that's been pretty you know subdued and subtle up until this point but uh, I, you know i don't think they are going to make that any better i think I, that's just the way it's going to be but uh you know whatever it's fine well hopefully the uh, the last episode uh sticks to landing
1: well it's question time and and uh, the biggest question i have now is uh, who the fuck is frontman's boss mr Alface?
0: i agree i want to know what happened to Detective Wang? Because I don't think he died. And I want to know the the last game. I, I'm not totally sure if it's going to be Squid Game. I still think I still think it is, but uh, I, I'm curious. How are you going to play a Squid Game with two people?
1: That's what I thought too. Because at the very beginning, the very first scene of the whole freaking series, they had right. you know like teams. So I, yeah, I don't know how you play Squid Game with two people. But again, who knows? It's not like I'm a game a Squid Game expert or anything.
0: Yeah, I haven't played Squid Game in years. now time for Wasting Time, where Marcus and I briefly discuss how we've been wasting our time lately, be it, gasp, yes, non-horror movies, yes, you watch those too. a TV series, a video game, or even a book. I'm going to start off tonight uh, by talking about a couple of animated cartoons that I've been watching with my 10-year-old uh, my daughter. One of them is called Gravity Falls, which ran between the years uh, 2012 and 2016 on the Disney Channel. It was a weird... release schedule too because they made two seasons of this so there's 40 episodes uh 20 you know 20 episodes a season each episode is about 22 23 minutes but they would release them in these like weird spurts here and there so when uh when my daughter was growing up we would catch them on the disney channel here and there but uh for the most part we you know we missed them i just remember really really enjoying the ones that we had watched together basically gravity falls it's it's a series created by alex hirsch who also voices uh, a character on the show called Grunkle Stan. It stars uh, Jason Ritter and uh, Kristen Schaal as twins Dipper and Mabel, and they have to to live with their Grunkle Stan in the town of Gravity Falls in Oregon, where they think a boring summer awaits them. Little do they know how wrong they are. As rational and practical Dipper soon finds a mysterious journal by an unknown author that points towards all kinds of wacky mysteries in or around the town. Uh, it's got an awesome, awesome cast that stars people like, uh, you know, John DiMaggio, who also did, uh, you know, he played uh, Jake, uh, Dog Jake from Adventure Time. Uh, he also played Marcus Phoenix. Uh, he played Bender from Futurama. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in there, TJ Miller, Will Forte, Justin Roiland from um, uh, Rick and Morty, Stephen Root, Nathan Fillion. Tons of people, tons of really talented people. Uh, it's it's a fucking awesome, awesome show to watch with your uh, your kids if they're old enough, which I would you know suggest probably waiting until around ten ish to watch them, depending on how you know mature they are, because it does get a little scary at times. It's almost like a X Files for ten year olds, uh, but a comedy. The other show I want to talk about very very briefly is Adventure Time. We finally caught up on that. We started watching that when she was real little, but um, you know, she kind of got bored of that. Again, I would probably wait until your child is probably closer to about 10 years old, uh, this one between 2010, 2018. It also has, John DiMaggio, you know, like I said, he, he plays, uh, Jake, the dog in this one. And he's there with, uh, with Finn is, his, is his buddy on that show. It's created by, uh, Pendleton, Pendleton Ward. Uh, each episode is about 11 minutes long. Uh, there's 10 seasons of it, so there's plenty to watch really silly really funny at times also pretty scary show uh it, it's it's amazing uh i really can't recommend it enough it's about you know growing up especially if you're a boy if you remember you know being a, a boy growing up as a as a young teen and dealing with uh, with girl problems and all this other stuff and they they deal with all this all these issues all these issues and uh man it's it's just a, just a treasure it's a great great show it's got a follow-up a uh, series on hbo that just came out last year in 2020 called distant lands there are uh, four episodes only but each episode is like 40 minutes long and uh the episode that centers around uh, uh finn and jake because the the show doesn't really close out their story but the distant lands does and it's man it's awesome it is it's very touching uh it fucking made me cry <laughs> and my <laughs> daughter was like you're 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 a cry baby she calls me And, uh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. You guys check, check both these shows out gravity falls and adventure time. So I've
1: watched both of these shows, not too much of them, more adventure time than I have gravity falls. I've enjoyed them when I can, uh, my kids are not, not old enough yet. So I'm sure I'll get to them eventually. What I've uh, been wasting my time with is, uh, you know, you, you, you mentioned these two shows that you watched before and then came back to, and one show that I, always find myself getting back to is uh one called news radio i don't know if you remember that one luke
0: oh yeah for sure
1: news radio was on nbc they had five seasons back in the mid to late 90s it was you know was about the hijinks of he's like typical american sitcom of hijinks of these people that work at this news radio station in new york where the the head of the station is played by none other than uh, uh dave foley from kids in the hall
0: i love that dude he's the best
1: and uh it's got maura tierney vicky lewis and joe rogan a real young joe rogan in one of his first roles andy dick steven root who luke mentioned just a few minutes ago with this other show and uh fucking phil hartman of yep. you know one of the greatest comedians and uh uh snl actors that ever lived yeah one of, and, the best uh, the, one of the things that i really enjoyed about this show is just how irreverent it was and how it didn't take itself seriously in one bit. There's a couple episodes that they did in a couple seasons where one time the, the news radio station was a uh, ship in outer space and then another one where they turned the whole news radio station into the Titanic. But yeah, just so many good actors, such good writing. Uh, silly shit, like Stephen Root's character, he's the owner of the station. His name is Jimmy James, like in James James. And uh, later on in the series, he gets an arch nemesis. His name is Johnny Johnson. This is a ridiculous show. Lots of fun to watch. Uh, Up until recently, it's been really hard to find because really they only put them on DVD. Uh, Just recently, within the last couple of months, all five seasons uh, showed up on the Roku channel, which is free for anybody to download, I guess. And uh, you can watch all of them on there, uh, ad supported, but you only get one ad in the middle. So it's fine. And it's a really great show to put on when you're doing something else. Cause uh, you don't have to pay too much attention to it. You pick it up. Uh, so I usually like to watch it while I'm exercising in the morning. You'll love it. It's a great show.
0: Uh, yeah, I gotta catch up on that. I I remember watching a few episodes here and there, and then you know really enjoying, cause really enjoying it. Cause it's it's got pretty much everybody in there that I that I like. Uh, Patrick Warburton. Uh, I see David Cross and Bob Odenkirk did a couple episodes too. Man, that's I gotta they yeah, did. Th- yeah. I gotta I gotta check it out. Man, I I, I remember really really enjoying um you know the few episodes that i, I watch and, and you know dave foley i was a huge fan of kids in the fall when that was on tv so yeah i, I gotta I'm, i'll check out roku for that
1: the Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next.
0: Well, up next is the Squid Game season finale, uh, episode nine, titled One Lucky Day. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators.